0: Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to It Takes Two, a podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them.
1: And in this episode we're covering uh, Lion King, Simba's Pride, or is it just Simba's Pride?
0: Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, I think. Yeah, And
1: uh, the very angsty Romeo and Juliet from uh, 98, no, '96. <laughs>
0: Romeo plus Juliet.
1: Romeo plus Juliet. There we go. Both stories based on the very famous play by William Shakespeare.
0: Yes. Absolutely. About
1: two idiot teenagers who get a whole bunch of people killed in a couple of days.
0: Yeah, essentially. Yeah. 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 Um, Because that is... I mean, obviously the Lion King 2 takes some liberties with not killing off all of the characters. They still have some deaths, but not as many as they should have. Yes. Um... But uh, the, the thing they get very correct is that these are idiots and that they throw away everything for someone they've known for a day. Yeah. Um.
1: Um, Lion King uh, 2 is, uh, for those who didn't watch Nat Geo's um, many episodes about lions uh, when they were kids or teenagers or adults, I'm not going to, Um, party poop on anybody who watches documentaries now, Um, when a a lion takes over a pride, he mauls to death all the cubs, Mm -hmm. and uh, Simba was too light-hearted to do this and let one of uh, Scar's cubs escape.
0: Several of them, it seems. yeah. Uh, well, basically, they retcon the end of The Lion King, where all of the lionesses gang up on Scar, and they basically say, I mean, they don't say it in so many words, but they basically imply, I guess, in The Lion King 2, that um, they exiled all of the lionesses who actually mated with Scar yes. and all of their clubs. Yeah. Um,
1: including Andy Dick.
0: Including Andy Dick,
1: yeah.
0: yes. He should be exiled. <laughs> <laughs> he was exiled. <laughs> He's I was trying to figure out, like, which roles each of the lines is supposed to be playing. Um because it's interesting because obviously the first Lion King movie is Hamlet, so their characters are more mirroring Hamlet characters. Yeah. And then they had to kind of adapt those into um Romeo and Juliet characters. So the Andy Dick character, I was trying to figure out is he supposed to be Tybalt I guess? Or Mercutio? Or is he Mercutio? But then he he doesn't fight with because the, 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 then the mother would be tippled,
1: right? It's, it's very confusing because obviously Disney did a lot of, you know, disney flying, um the story uh, where Romeo plus Juliet is literal. It's literal, like they're speaking Rome, the lines.
0: Yeah, because I'd never seen it before and I was amazed how much it's like just word for word Shakespeare, but in like an absolute batshit setting.
1: Oh my God, the setting. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, For me, I had seen Romeo Plus Juliet because it was like a huge thing in a time I still remember.
0: Yeah, so I would have been five years old when that came out. Yeah. So I don't think I would have been seeing it. Whereas The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, I would have been seven and I was obsessed with that film. Yes. I was absolutely, myself and my cousin would like pretend to be lions all the time because we love that film so much.
1: Like it was so popular that uh, guys used to get Leonardo DiCaprio's haircut.
0: Yeah. It's
1: like the undercut long hair, yeah. But it was it was also like I think it was more the fact that he was also super popular. Um the that era of, you know, handsome handsome young actors mm. that all the girls had posters of in their bedrooms.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't think they were... Well, like for me, being that I'd seen Romeo plus Juliet and you've obviously seen Lion King too. Yeah, um, it's amazing how much was how much of that sort of like the the age difference that we have
0: mm.
1: um, shows through. Yeah,
0: because you like, would have been twelve when Romeo plus Juliet came out. I mean, yeah, so you would have been like a preteen. Yeah. Whereas I literally was a child. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I was old enough to go to the movies by myself. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I wasn't yet. Yeah, no. I was a baby
1: yeah um so no it was it was enjoyable for me what re-watching a movie I haven't hmm. seen and th- 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 donkeys
0: yeah because I hadn't seen that the Lion King sequel in like 20 years as well and yeah. um I was amazed how much I still knew the songs in it oh, like they're like ingrained in my well some of them are ingrained in my brain there's a couple of good songs in there
1: so, as Caesar would say, the most important part is the beginning of the movie. Um, well, we'll go with the beginning of uh, Romeo plus Juliet, which mm. is in the most batshit universe. It's sort of post apocalyptic, but not really. It's very confusing. It's like the sub reality almost, because yep. it's very. Everything has got serious Christian iconography everywhere. Yes. yes. And at the same time, they have decked out like crazy cars and but it feels very apocalyptic and what I mean apocalyptic is like Mad Max yeah they're like <laughs> there's that sequence uh with their the because they'd also um uh, Romeo's gang all hangs out the family members and obviously the the crew within within his friends group and mm-hmm. obviously um for for the uh, I can't remember which one is which Mon- Montague Yeah, Montague is Romeo. Yeah, so all of his crew are hanging out at the beach, and you literally see just prostitutes trying to entice John's. And they're they're just like, it's in the middle of the day, and Mm -hmm. they're just hanging out at the beach with like craziness happening going on in the background. Um, So, yeah, it's very post apocalyptic, but like set in a modern era, which is bizarre. And then Lion King Two starts off with Lisa singing next to me, like the last <laughs> time we watched a movie that you'd seen from your childhood. Um, it's
0: funny because the um, like
1: opening musical the, numbers,
0: the opening music. So the opening song in the Lion King Two is a great song, and it, and it's they use it in the Broadway musical. Um, I think it's the own or it's one of the only songs, at least in the Broadway musical, that's not in the original Lion King movie. Yeah. Um, but. The animation is terrible. Yeah. It's all—it's so obviously ridiculously lower budget compared to... I couldn't find the budget of it, but that's irrelevant. It was straight to VHS. Yeah, I was straight to VHS. I found the DVD sales was kind of irrelevant. Yeah. I, like, I think the DVD sales of The Lion King 2 was less than the budget of Romeo plus Juliet, so there's no point in getting <laughs> into it even. Because um, I don't even know what the VHS sales were. But, like, it's very clearly not as well animated and not as well, like, background art. And when I looked into it, none of the original animators from the first film worked on this film and most of it was animated in Australia.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I didn't take any notes past, I think, probably about 20 minutes into because we watched uh, Lion King 2 first. Yeah. uh, Lower rating. And...
0: Only slightly, I think. They're they're quite close.
1: Yeah. Um, And... Because I was just like, oh, I know the story. I don't need to take notes. Like, yeah. it's not it's not like a movie I haven't seen. Well, it is. Yeah. But it's not a story I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I knew instantly where characters fit in. And yes. therefore, I was just like, well, I know where everything's going now. So, yeah, you yeah. know. But that was one of the notes I did take down. It was the budget feel. It feels cheaper.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. And there's a perfect example of this. Um, because, like you're saying, that the, the backgrounds are painted. Some of the foreground images... Uh, like P and Gs of grass that's obviously been cut out of a painting. Right. To the point where you can see like individual the pixels of like <laughs> cutouts of grass and I'm just like that looks like, like... Yeah. Oh, I could do that in GIMP. But it's like, the, that's um, how bad it is.
0: It's that opening scene is where they really... It's really obvious. And they should have... Even if they were going to leave the rest of it as it was, they should have put more money into just the opening scene. Yeah. Because the Circle of Life... I actually... Genuinely, I prefer the opening song, He Lives In You, to the second movie. I prefer that over the Circle of Life. Okay. But uh, in the Circle of Life, the actual opening sequence, like the animation is beautiful and it's like fantastic. And there's this massive crowd of animals and as you know, all this stuff happening and they kind of try to recreate it in the beginning of Lion King too, but it's like a handful of separated out animals who are badly animated. And it's like, what is, what has happened here?
1: The other thing that I noticed quite early on was the lineup work that was done on the characters is really bad. Um, and it also varies from sequence to sequence. Yes. Yeah, it looks like it looks to me like different animation teams did certain parts of the movie.
0: Entirely possible,
1: because um,
0: the, they were outsourcing it. They the, yeah. the storyboarding they still did at their studio in California, but every but like all the actual animation was outsourced. It wasn't even done in the states. Yeah. you know. though um, so that is funny because there was a connection because Baz Lerman obviously did. Um, Romeo plus Juliet and he I believe is Australian. So both movies are have connections to Australia.
1: Good on you, Aussie. Um,
0: <laughs> even though your animation was worse than the
1: like, Yeah, but you know, it, like like we talked about um Into the Wild, like yeah. it really comes down to how much attention's paid and you know, like there's been good examples and bad examples of mm. like companies outsourcing certain pieces to different yeah. wings of their own organisation yeah. and it ending up um, looking at you fallout seventy six um, for just making an absolute mess.
0: Mm. But it's even like looking at other Disney straight to VHS sequels. like um you haven't watched these, but I keep talking about them, the Aladdin sequels because return of Jafar is not a great movie, and it's not the songs aren't fantastic, and the animation is not good. But then the third movie, is beautiful and like good storyline and good you know the animation is really nice and like and, and neither of them up to scratch to the original which got the theatrical release obviously but like you know there's a massive difference between two and three in that series yeah
1: because the first one's just aladdin second one's return of Jafar, yeah. and the third one's uh King genie, of genie strikes back no <laughs> Oh, no, so Genie Strikes Back would be the second one. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. hang on, it would be the uh, the. Uh, it, would be,
0: it would be Jafar Strikes Back is it would the be second the one, one, and then, yeah, 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 and then yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, r- for... Return of the Genie.
1: Return of the Genie. Which makes
0: sense, because actually I, the, in the second one, the Genie is voiced by Dan Castellanada, and then Robin Williams comes back for the third one, so it was Return of the Genie.
1: It's all circular. Yep. Okay, um, powerhouse cast in Romeo Plus Juliet.
0: Fair.
1: Like absolute like everybody hit like for those who haven't seen Romeo plus Juliet, it is the embodiment that of all the nineties editing and the school of editing and a school of um directing all combinating in their worst slash best in sequences, like certain pieces are incredibly sped up to help with the pacing but then other sequences are so slow it's so bizarre and they hold shots on certain things far too long the one that got me giggling every single time so obviously based on Romeo and Juliet based in the renaissance um, no earlier later
0: uh, When is it said a, eight, I can't
1: remember, s- remember s- 1700s or yeah, or yeah? so I was going to say sixteen to 1800s yeah so obviously um you know, swords are a lot cheaper. Mm. So they use firearms, which I will cover in a second, um, as replacement for swords, which is hilarious because they're always like, Throw down your sword! And he's holding, like, and he's like...
0: Oh, 14th century, actually, so okay, in the 1300s.
1: So, yeah. The trigger discipline in this movie had me cringing the entire time. And for those who don't know, trigger discipline is... is When you're holding a firearm and you're not about to shoot, you do not put your finger on the trigger. You rest it on the trigger guard. Mm. Um, You will see this in action movies where the um, actors haven't been taught properly versus when you see, like, anything Keanu Reeves has done, like when he was doing his John Wick training, like he was actually going through live fire drills. Yeah. Yeah. and you'll see the difference between an actor and um, a person who's been trained by either law enforcement or military, because it is one of the biggest things they hammer home early on with firearm safety, is you do not put your finger on the trigger until you're ready to fire. And this movie, they're just... Yeah,
0: the lions uh, just keep shooting. <laughs> you. Yeah, the lions,
1: you know, they, I know they have claws and not a thumbs, but holy crap. Uh, yeah, I just had to get it off my chest because it was yeah. driving me nuts through the two the, hours. There's
0: also like um, John Leguizamo, our boy, uh, is like doing like flamenco dancing with his. Bones I love and, it. <laughs>
1: his character Tibble in, in that is so amazing. It just
0: yeah everything. His whole like in the original play, Tibble is very like he's like full of showmanship as of Like yeah. he's really trying to put on a facade the whole time and do so. So I guess that was how they interpreted that was. Let's just have him. You know, do these dramatic like jumps through the air and flamenco dancing as he's shooting at people, and you know
1: there is so much teen romantic angst mixed with like late eighties, early nineties action movie. It's just it's so beautiful and so terrible beautiful. at the same the, time.
0: The editing just like scared me. I would like, especially the, at the like opening of it. It's just, all the editing is so quick and so bright and, like, zooming in and, like, you know, it's just bizarre editing that I was sitting there going, like, I don't even want to watch this movie. It's, like, hurting my brain just watching how it's edited.
1: And when it has... Um, it's,
0: like, it, it's edited like the... It's just hit me. It's edited like the um, You Wouldn't Steal a Car ad. Yes. Where it's, like, zooming in and shaking and then, like, cutting and... Yep, Yeah. Boo, yeah, boo. yeah. Yeah. sorry, I got really animated by that. But that's... <laughs> that's... What the editing feels like. What you just heard me doing there, where you all got uncomfortable with me talking very loudly, that's how this movie feels. Yeah. What were you going to say?
1: I don't know anymore. I just love it. I love it because it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. It is one of those... Like, what was the other... Uh, Liberty Standstill? Yes. So, that, like, if you've listened to that episode when we talked about how terrible the zoom-ins and
0: and that was the music i think we also referenced the you wouldn't steal a car ad in yeah. that episode
1: the difference between why i hated liberty standstill and
0: why you like this why
1: movie. i like romeo plus juliet is there is a massive difference between the tone of the movie liberty mm. standstill is supposed to be this like super intense thriller right where this is like Sub reality. Yeah. To eleven.
0: Yeah, it's funny because when I was when I was like researching it, apparently Baz Luhrmann said that like his process and making it was just going like if Shakespeare is alive today, what movie would he make? (laughs) And I like that his his like his idea for that is just like he would make word for word the play he wrote, but in this like sub reality with weird editing. It's like I don't I feel like Shakespeare would modernize the actual language as well probably there's
1: a you know shakespeare
0: was all because back then what he was doing was modernizing the language
1: yeah there's a movie um i'm going to look up because i cannot remember the name of it um but please continue what you were saying um while i while i do that because it's on the same we'll come back to that point you just made Um, it's about
0: it's it's how shakespeare would have made a movie no
1: yes okay (laughs) Uh, there is a movie that has Gerald Butler in it, and I oh, no. um, I'm not. Oh, yeah I know I know I don't care IMDb. Um, oh my
0: god! Why I think I think every Irish person cringes when they hear Gerald Butler's name just because of his his terrible Irish accent in PS I Love You. Fair enough. Because we we all he's like on the the top top ten list. I think he's on everyone's top ten list for worst Irish accents in movies. Um,
1: um, you've seen Brad Stoker's Dracula, right? Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: And Keanu Reeves' accent in that is—he's
0: not what? trying to be Irish. I know,
1: but I'm just saying, like, no, no, I said
0: worst Irish accents.
1: Fair enough. Um, what the hell is the movie called? I
0: don't know what's it about.
1: Um, so it is a recreation of another Shakespearean. Um, no, it's not Shakespearean. Uh, Rome never collapsed and is still an empire. Um, oh my god I hope you find it what yeah it's the most bizarre movie i like watched and it was so fantastic um oh
0: it, it, was it Coriolanus
1: Coriolanus yeah yes. that is Shakespeare yes yeah, yeah I
0: saw that in cinema it's got Ray Fiennes in it yes yeah,
1: but again,
0: they use word for word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one
1: yeah. one of my favourite sequences is when um Ralph finds is in his tactical gear and they're like in a fight, which is it's all based like in modern era, so they're mm-hmm. using like firearms and they've got ta- like tactical body armour on. And that sequence where he says to a squad, "Make a sword of me." Mm. and then charges in. I was like, yes, this is amazing. And, like, my flatmates at the time were like, what the fuck are you watching? And it's like, <laughs> Coriolanus, bro. It's like, like, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that, like, alternate history, fantastic. Mm. Whatever the hell timeline, a post-apocalyptic, Mad Max-esque shit yeah. that Romeo plus Juliet, because it reminds me of um sort of the, that, that, uh, I don't even know what the genre is. It's because post-apocalyptic to me is Man Max. Like that's right. that's the poster boy of like
0: okay,
1: poster child of yeah. of uh, post-apocalyptic movies where mm-hmm. like some of civilization still exists, but like resources are really low. Yeah,
0: or like um, Book of Eli.
1: Yeah, um, and then you get this weird blending between like alternate reality and sort of apocalyptic. Like, uh, what's the do Neil um, Neil Breen?
0: Oh God, not Neil Breen! Yeah,
1: Neil Breen esque movies where it's sort of <laughs> weirdly sub reality, post apocalyptic. I'm the best hacker on the planet, that's why I can talk, type on four laptops yeah, at any, the same time.
0: Anything with Neil Breen in it is automatically sub, or like an alternate reality because there are realities in which he is competent. <laughs>
1: <think>. <laughs> well, he obviously made a lot of money selling houses in Las Vegas. So. Is that what
0: he was doing? Yeah, he
1: was a real estate agent. Because
0: that's like Tommy Wiseau who claims that he made the $6 million he needed to make the room he made it selling belts in Korea.
1: No, he's DB Cooper. He's
0: 100% DB Cooper. Yeah. But allegedly, he made that money selling belts in Korea. Six million dollars.
1: Talking of fashion, um, the first sequence where we see uh, Romeo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, mm-hmm. um, well, it's not actually his character, it's William Shakespeare's. I'm y-
0: Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: he <laughs> looks like modern Japanese dudes. That was the the, the fashion, because the fashion in this movie, like, the costumes, oh, my God. Like, I don't normally get obsessive with, like, what people are wearing unless it's, like, it's supposed to be a realistic military movie, because then I'm like, no, that's wrong, and that's wrong, and that's right, and that's wrong. But in this, like, the fashion is fantastic.
0: I just don't understand the costume party they go to, where, like, everyone is, like... Oh... In, like, every single person at the costume party is dressed as if they're going to a different party to everyone else.
1: Yeah, because you get Juliet's mother, who's dressed as Cleopatra. Yeah. Um, Juliet's father, who's dressed like a drunken Roman senator. Mm. Um Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo is dressed as a medieval knight. Yeah um t- uh Tybalt is dressed as the devil.
0: Yeah.
1: Um Harold's yeah. character. Uh, Harold. Harold did did
0: Oh, um Mercutio.
1: Mercutio is cross-dressed. Yeah. Um whatever had the rest of the, um Jamie Kennedy and I can't remember the other actor's name I don't wearing know. just the most bizarre outfits. you
0: have um Paul Rhodes Paris as an astronaut. Yeah. And Juliet is an angel. An angel. Um, and a Tybalt's other, like, the other, like, Capulets or his gang who are with him are dressed as, like, the David S. Pumpkins, skeletons. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is, like, what is happening? So, like, him and, he and his gang dress for the same party, but no one else, it seems like they're even at a party in the same decade as each other. Yeah. Like, it's such a weird, because... In like what I was seeing in the play. It's like a masquerade ball thing, and they're you know wearing masks. masks
1: yeah, so that's for why Juliet doesn't know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, and but like I feel like because it wasn't didn't seem like a Halloween party or anything, but it was just like a costume party. But if it's just if it's a costume party, why? like there's no theme to this obviously they're just wearing whatever costume they're like why do they even have these costumes why does why does paris have an astronaut a full like astronaut suit it's just such a weird and then also like the fact that when they arrive at the party they all have to leave their guns outside and they've got metal detectors and stuff yeah so that like they're all piling out of the party picking up their guns afterwards bizarre such a um, weird movie. Because there were a
1: lot of laws put in place. Uh, Japan did it. Um, 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 Europe did it, where you weren't allowed to carry swords in public anymore. Uh, that's where the right. falchion came from, which is basically a just giant knife. Okay. Because you weren't allowed to carry a sword, and the definition of a sword was sharpened on both sides. Right. So yeah. everyone just had falchions, which is like
0: sharpened on one side.
1: Yeah. Which are super deadly. By the way, they're not like that's not. You ain't screwing around,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, like a forged machete, where most machetes are laser cut. Um, yeah. So anyway, but Japan did the same thing because people just used to kill each other for like, oh, you don't know my status symbol when I'm walking down the road, so therefore I'm going to chop your head off. Um,
0: As one does. Yeah.
1: That's when the and that's to my knowledge of history. So if anybody you know remembers the correct knowledge of history, or I am right, I don't know. Um, feel free to correct me in the comments below. Um, <laughs> yeah, Japan, when they had their industrial revolution, um, were becoming more modernized, uh, especially when, like, America and other um, European influences were trying to get in, because Japan was closed for a long time. Um, so the end of the samurai era, yeah, it was it was made illegal to carry, like, mm. swords in public.
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Because, you know, you're walking around with the, the same as what it should be in the modern world where it's illegal to walk down the street with a firearm. But, you know, so <laughs> um, I think we should move on because otherwise we'll spend the entire hour-ish talking about how great Romeo and Juliet is. Uh, Romeo plus Juliet. Um what are your feelings on the accuracy or inaccuracy of the um, Lyington to Simba's Pride?
0: Well, okay, let's let start. I've off. already
1: covered the biological inaccuracy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, they're not using word for word Shakespeare quotes. Yeah. Um, they don't both commit suicide in the end.
1: True, they, they Disney fight and get a happy ever after.
0: Um, they were apparently going to kill Simba off in it, but then they thought it was too reminiscent of the fact that they killed Mufasa off in the previous film. So that sequence... So they were where they are like
1: too close to the original source material and they were like, nah, let's change it.
0: Um, but it was, you know, the sequence where they ambush him and stuff, they are yeah. going to actually kill him. But I think, so I'm, I'm trying to think, maybe because Tybalt is related to Juliet, so maybe Simba was Tybalt? Cousin? Yeah, but, yeah, but she doesn't have a cousin in this... Well, I mean, technically, yeah, technically,
1: technically, like, they're
0: all her cousins, including. Yeah.
1: yeah, let's let's gloss over the inbreeding that happens with them. Well,
0: they they deliberately make of, him be like, oh, Scar wasn't my real father, but blah, blah, blah. even though I and it's like, look
1: exactly like even him, even
0: though a I look exactly like him, b he was the only other male lion around, and yeah. the only one who could have, and also my mother was exiled for Being. breeding with he's, Scar. Yeah. You know, it's he's clearly you know, but they they added that in to so that people wouldn't object to the fact that it's a, it's a film about First Cousins, or First Cousins once removed and um, falling in love and stuff.
1: It was the olden days, Lisa.
0: I mean, they're lions.
1: Yeah, I don't know how close you have to be. It probably have to be generations, because obviously humans are a lot more complicated. Mm. So when you get First Cousins, um, you pretty much, I think it's about... Thirty-five percent chance you're going to have some screwed-up stuff. Right. um I don't remember genetics class that mm. clearly. Whereas now. you
0: you pointed out in our previous episodes that like Simba would have been having sex with his own mother, and you know once he got back to the, right? and
1: Nala's mother. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. So it, you know, so it's totally fine that she's going to have sex with her cousin. Yeah. You know, he's actually probably much further removed than you know he could than than she could have. You know, Lions are with. an
1: interesting animal.
0: Um. Yeah. But anyway. Um. Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So that means that like his siblings are more like. Benvolio and I guess so. I don't know because Mercutio isn't related to any of them, and Paris is. There's no Paris in this. Um, yeah.
1: There's not someone, Cymbalnala um, sitting up, Kiara, uh, Kiara. Kiara. Kiara with.
0: Yeah, so Rafiki is though clearly Fire Lawrence. Yes. Or maybe a combo of Fire Lawrence and the Nurse, or Timon and Pumbaa take over the Nurse role a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it, there's no there's no real direct translations besides Romeo and Juliet as Kovu and Kiara. Yeah. Um, uh, they do do the whole like Romeo being exiled thing, um, because they have Kovu being sent off, but it's after they. Th- after he, they think that he has set up the ambush with on Simba. Yeah. So that does you know go towards Simba being Tybalt because if the original thing was that Simba died in that ambush. True. And then yeah. he's exiled. That's Romeo killing Tybalt, and then yeah, you know, um, and they do like meet up away from everyone after he's been exiled, um, but that's the point where they you know they should be planning to leave together and then end up both being dead. But instead, they're like, no, we must go back and unite our pride," And that's what happens. Um, yeah. Which is
1: kind of what happens at the end of Romeo and Juliet where the families are united in tragedy. Yes. Um, which is just... Like, the whole story... Like, every young girl who is forced to read Shakespeare at school, like, everybody who is English as their first language, um, they're like, oh, I want to... Oh, the worst one! No, no, no! I'll get okay. into the worst one. I thought you were gonna
0: say uh, ju- they
1: want their relationships to be like uh, Romeo and Juliet. See, yeah,
0: I was gonna. Were you gonna say every young girl who reads Shakespeare as a child wants to be like Romeo and Juliet?
1: No, they just think that's what. I'm gross generalization. Oh uh, yeah, do. it's
0: like hello. Excuse me, I studied Romeo and Juliet in school, and I was like, these guys are morons. Who've just met each other and then literally give up their lives because they're the modern idiots.
1: translation to that is people want their relationships to be like Joker and Harley.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say Bella and Edward.
1: That came later though,
0: because <laughs> Bella and Edward is another the, one of those that yeah. people are like, oh, I just want to love like Bella and Edward. It's like you want to love like a three hundred year old man pining after a teenager and then like, well
1: sugar daddies are a thing that's more modern now. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, we've got some and then, friends And you know, on. you have
0: to die to be able to be with him. Yeah. And, you know,
1: everything is... When you've got that many hormones pulsing through your body, it's just everything's 11, all right? You are just broken, I broke
0: you. No, I, I mean, I, I certainly was never... Aspiring to any of these relationships
1: That's because you're well centred <laughs> um, One of the favourite things I like to do Is uh, Recast movies for a modern era But I won't do that with Romeo and Juliet You do it with of, The Lion King too? No, what I would <laughs> do it with is We'll take Romeo and Juliet and then pick Another massive franchise So who would you cast Lisa being the the Muppet expert if they were going to do a...
0: Oh, my God. A, a Muppet, Muppet Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. Well, obviously it has to be Kermit and Piggy as Romeo and Juliet. Right?
1: I don't know. Does it doesn't.
0: I mean... But the thing is, you can't have Kermit and Piggy committing suicide at the end of the movie. That's, can't that, you? That can't be how it goes. I mean, the other alternative is you have Gonzo and Camilla, but then that would be hilarious because Juliet would be a chicken who doesn't actually vocalize. Yeah. Um... None of the Muppets are stupid enough to be Romeo or Juliet. (laughs) Genuinely, is there a Muppet that's stupid enough to be Romeo or Juliet?
1: I was thinking Elmo. Oh,
0: no. No, Elmo doesn't doesn't work. Elmo works in kids' TV. (laughs) Um, Elmo doesn't actually work in the Muppet (sighs) movie-verse. Don't you know anything? No, I don't. No, Elmo. Elmo is a TV performer. Okay. Um, you know he he looks he does children's TV.
1: I would love to see Elmo and having uh, Gonzo as Tybalt have a gunfight.
0: Gonzo as Tybalt is an interesting choice. <laughs> so let me think. So hang on. So if you've got if you did Kermit and Piggy, um, who would be the nurse? If Piggy's Juliet, who's the nurse? Unless you have. Unless you have Gonzo and Camilla as Romeo and Juliet and then have... Or even just have, like, two humans. And we just keep... Okay, we keep Leo DiCaprio and Claire Danes as Romeo and Juliet. No,
1: no, we're, we're doing... Kiki
0: is the nurse. Kermit is Friar Lawrence. <laughs> Gonzo is... No, Joe you know who would be Tibbled? Joe you know who would be tibbled? Um, Pepe the King Prawn. Okay. Would be tippled, a hundred percent. It's <laughs> just like he would have to be. He was—he's the most John De Samo of the Muppets.
1: I'm just picturing him just beating the shit out of Leo.
0: Pepe the King Brown would beat the shit out of Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> be of Leo DiCaprio. Let's, let's be real—he would do it you wouldn't even have to pay him just, yeah. <laughs> um
1: we've got soft yeah yeah yeah
0: us. let's not do this let's not cast muppets in there. well who who would you were your thoughts for muppets in there? why did you come up with this
1: I don't know. It was just a, I don't understand the, the 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 vast depths of my own brain. Thinking. <laughs> I'd be a lot mentally healthier person if I did.
0: You just want to see a Muppet? A Muppet recasting of?
1: I just wanted to put the pressure on you to pick Muppets to replace the characters.
0: I don't know. There's so many different ways you could do it, um, but there's like there's like you could make any movie with Muppets. you could put the muppets in like literally anything you
1: know okay Um, uh oh god event horizon with muppets go oh my god
0: no we can't do this we can't do this we'll do a. we'll we'll start a whole other show where we just recast we just every episode we'll recast. muppet cast yeah we'll just do a muppet cast series um I would love to do that. Actually, let's just start a whole new podcast. Just doing, <laughs> we just we just cast muppets in different roles.
1: We barely have enough time to do this one.
0: Okay. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> um, yeah. So I definitely, in linking to, there's def- you can tell that it's based on Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Um, but also that they were not wanting to
1: follow the story as accurately because then it wouldn't be yeah even PG.
0: Yeah, there weird. is one suicide in the film though they cut the line that made it obvious that it's a suicide. So it's the it's um Zira, Kovu's mother. Yeah. Um so there's a bit where she like where um, Kiara knocks her over and then they both fall and then she starts to fall down towards the river. Yeah. And Kiara asks her, you know, to like grab my hand. Apparently, uh, originally she said never and then threw herself off. The cliff into the water,
1: yeah. It's probably a little too dark for, uh, yeah. The they,
0: <laughs> they decided to cut that line and make it look like you know, ambiguous. Did she drop herself or was it an accident? You know, um, but I kind of like the idea of her just being like, like, essentially, like, I'd rather die than take your hand, you know. Um, but yes, I do understand that. I guess it's a little bit brutal for a children's movie, especially a straight to VHS movie, because it's not like it was thrown in there for the you know, because like for. Theatrical release Disney movies—you're gonna get the adults going to the cinema with the, the kids, kids watching yeah. it. Whereas the VHS, straight to VHS—I don't know if my parents ever watched Lion King too. <laughs> you know, I watched it a lot. I had it on VHS, and I would watch it all the time. Um, but I have no idea if my parents ever watched it. To be honest, because you know they didn't need to. I could just stick it on at home and watch it. Easy peasy.
1: Yeah, it's interesting how much as kids we got away with watching. Like, DVD release movies.
0: Mm.
1: Um, Because I remember... Yeah, there was was obviously a very... uh, There was a very... When VHSs became... Because they were super expensive in New Zealand. Holy crap. Right,
0: yeah. Everything's Um, expensive over here. um, Some import stuff.
1: Yeah. Because we're in Region 4, which is including Australia... Mm. Um, so we got whatever Australia got as well Yeah,
0: see we got, in Ireland we got whatever the UK got And the UK got a lot of shit
1: Yeah, because uh, it's a big market Yeah um, Yeah, it's it's interesting how much Straight to VHS and just VHS Copies of things you could get away with um, Your parents not seeing
0: Mm-hmm, pretty
1: enough. Nice. Like I got babysit by the next door Neighbour once and then ended up watching Terminator 2 And my mum was not happy Because I was <laughs> way too young
0: but it's also things that were, like, on TV. If yeah. You, if you were... Because I was a child who, when, you know, after a certain age, anyway, I was I found it very hard to sleep at night. So I'd be, like, awake. And, like, I'd be, you know, in my mom's room and she'd go do something or whatever. Or she... I think, like, I have very vague memories of this. She might be able to, to correct me because I know she listens to every episode. But um, I think she used to watch either Jay Leno or Conan O'Brien on TV and then she'd, like, go do something... And I'd be, like, still kind of half-awake and I would watch Celebrity Deathmatch and, <laughs> and Beavis and Butthead um, when uh, I was, MTV. like, four years old or something. Because um, I think it was before Connor was around. Um, but, yeah, so that's, like, my, my early memories of watching TV by myself. <laughs> it was, like, yeah, you know, I watch Celebrity Deathmatch, you know.
1: Beavis and Butthead has not aged well. Yeah. Like...
0: But in fairness, also, they were both animated. You know? True. So in my head, they were for me as a child to to watch.
1: (laughs) These are cartoons, therefore I should watch.
0: Yeah, watch the, you know, climation of celebrities beating each other up and arresting me.
1: Did you, in Ireland, I've never asked you this, did you guys get Adult Swim?
0: Um, not, I don't think so. I think, because we eventually got Cartoon Network, and I think Adult Swim was
1: was like
0: the late night Cartoon Network. But it wasn't until... The mid-2000s, I think. okay. So I didn't have it growing up.
1: Yeah, because everybody I knew when I used to have, like, sleepovers as a kid mm. whose families were a uh, better off than, than mine, they always had Sky and they always had this multiple Dakotas and one of them was in their den, which is weird, you know. Right. And we ended up watching, like, Adult Swim, which was a bit... Yeah, yeah, Probably too young to be watching <laughs> yeah, 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 stuff yeah. like Neo Genesis Evangelion. You know, at that um, age, being like
0: yeah, because we got when we were able to afford like um, a box thing. That it was before we did eventually get Sky, but not when I was young. Uh, we we did, but we did get a like a box thing where you could have like a couple of additional channels that you paid extra for, and, we, yeah. and my parents paid for the Disney Channel. Yeah. So I had the Disney Channel when I was when I was fairly young. So I got to watch like. The Timon and Pumbaa TV show and the Aladdin TV show, and Little Mermaid had a TV show. Like all of these, um, you know, all the 90s Disney films had um, TV spin offs you know, yeah. that we used to watch. There was like a Hercules one, which was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I do remember Hercules. I remember Aladdin. Yeah. Um, I never watched Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I was sort of
1: in that, like, in that age, everything was just dragon ball z related mm, or pokemon right. uh digimon Beyblades. no see Beyblades <laughs> is after my time oh,
0: okay
1: i think that technology i just
0: i connect digimon and Beyblades as being around the same time in my head whatever.
1: um no because i i remember watching like i think the i didn't have access to transformers but i definitely had access to beast wars
0: right
1: which was the prequel sequel
0: the prequel, sequel. Cool.
1: It's set <laughs> in the future of Cybertron, but it's they're on prehistoric Earth.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Yeah. So instead of turning into cars, they turn into dinosaurs. Beasts.
0: Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense.
1: No, because the dinosaur- you just said it
0: was prehistoric right? Earth, so I was like, oh my god, they're dinosaurs.
1: No, the dinosaurs are. <laughs> in, they're in the original Transformers.
0: Dinosaurs were transformers all along. I'm learning new things. Um, we've gone completely yeah we've gone like ridiculously but that's fine I mean there's not a whole lot to be said about these films to be honest
1: yeah Um, Um. if you haven't seen Romeo (laughs) plus Juliet watch it it's fantastic you'll enjoy every bizarre 90s second of it Um, there's not (laughs) 90s as in every one minute and 30 seconds I'm talking like the genre of 90s yeah it's
0: it's very the editing is very loud Um, The editing
1: is very loud.
0: Both visually and audibly. It's like, like I was looking at it and being like, this is so loud, I can't look at it. And then I was like, that doesn't make sense.
1: And we can add it to the genre of stupid shit happening at a petrol station, including Zoolander.
0: Oh my God, they were like... Having a gunfight and smoking at a at a fuel station, and then like it's like what like you, you're all going to die here. <laughs> I don't think any of them did, but they set fire to the whole place. Yeah. So yeah.
1: That's why um, the uh, Cat and Prince is is pissed off because the families just keep causing ruckuses. The gangs of the families keep causing ruckuses within within the the sub reality post apocalyptic <laughs> city they live in. Yeah, was great. Everything about it was great.
0: Just a weird, weird movie.
1: Yes, Um, but I think I think I don't think because it's obviously Romeo and Juliet. The storyline because this is the uh, Romeo plus Juliet is the third remake of a movie. Because I think the if I remember correctly, eighty six and thirty. So nineteen thirty six. And then 1968.
0: Or what? With just adaptations of
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, there's been a lot of adaptations. Because also in between those or around those, there was um, West Side Story.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, there's Our Good Friends, Nomeo and Juliet. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so you can tell we're probably going to have to come back to these again with some other adaptations. It's one of those many, mentally adapted. Um, stories, but um, yeah, um, do you,
1: and, we're, we're, since we're covering Romeo and Juliet, okay. Um, oh no, sorry, since we're covering William Shakespeare, yeah, do you believe he was a real person or a cinnamon, 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 delicious cinnamon, <laughs> cinnamon cookies? Um, what
0: is
1: happening? A like a group used name to get people's plays published.
0: Oh, I always thought he was just a real person. I haven't heard that conspiracy theory. Okay. You think you believe that Shakespeare is a name that many people used?
1: Well, it's interesting because... Well, he
0: had, like, we know, like, about his life and who he was married to and stuff.
1: Yeah, but there's only... We don't know what he looked like because the painting of the famous painting, when you picture William Shakespeare in your head, it's yeah. not what he looked like. Okay. No one actually wore those giant neck ruffle things. Okay. That fashion didn't exist. Like, what's the point of it? (laughs) What's the point of wearing one of those collapsible streamer thingies that we had as kids at at parties? Have you never seen those?
0: No, you wore Shakespeare ruffles to parties? No, I'm just saying
1: that we. I remember them as a kid at, like, kids' parties. They were, like, decorations. And when you crushed them into like a circle it made like the same leaf thing that people used to, that you see.
0: What?
1: Okay, I'm going completely. Off. I'm alone in the world of this. <laughs> I mean, maybe
0: it's a. It's ki- a Mandela
1: effect. It might just
0: be a Kiwi thing. I don't know. No, it's know. a Mandela
1: effect. I'm from okay. the alternate universe, um, like Peter and and uh, Fringe.
0: Oh right, I thought you meant in like into the Spider Verse. Um,
1: no, because it's multiverse. Yes. So
0: is so is French.
1: No, because there's only two universes
0: that they managed to connect. I don't know. Okay. Possibly. Anyway, um, you want to go to just like IMDb trivia and stuff?
1: Yeah. Um. Because
0: can we talk about the first? Th- yes.
1: Go to the first piece of IMDb <laughs> trivia for Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, please, because I you o- literally opened it and you were like, "What the?
0: Yeah. So the first, the first piece of trivia on Romeo plus Juliet on IMDb is. Key hairstylist Aldo Signoretti was kidnapped by gang members and held for three hundred dollar ransom, which Baz Luhrmann paid. What?
1: Also three hundred dollars. Three hundred
0: dollars is not much.
1: Where was it filmed? Uh,
0: I don't know. I think it might have been at least partially because, filmed in Australia
1: because there it feels very modern, um, like California. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of um, Baywatch in that era of just having to film really early in the morning. Um, and that's why the shadows are really long.
0: Okay. So it looks like um, most of it was shot in uh, Mexico City and Boca del Rio. And some of it, were shot, it was shot in Miami.
1: Interesting.
0: Yep. But I know to get to get funding for it, Leo DiCaprio flew to Australia to do auditions with Baz Luhrmann and stuff. So, um, I don't know. It's a, it's, It sounds like a weird... Yeah, so all the pre-production was done in Australia okay. and Canada. And then post-production was in Australia. So some of the film was shot in Miami and most of it was shot in Mexico City and Bocadarrio interesting um but it's funny because the i was just looking the um liking to simba's pride remember i said most of the animation was done in australia yeah um well some of the the additional animation then was done in disney's canadian animation studio and in um toon city in manila in the philippines so both films were had production done in both australia and canada interesting, interesting.
1: Yeah. everything's linked Fox.
0: yes everything is connected all things are one. Um, yeah, the CEO of Disney at the time was the one who was like, please don't make Kovu son because that don't look good for us. <laughs> um, and no one breeding, please. The only other note I took down that I haven't touched on yet for um, Blanking 2 was uh, that Kiara's name was originally going to be Aisha. But they changed it because they realized it was the name of the Yellow Ranger and Mighty Morphin. Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "No, we can't. We can't have her named after the Power Ranger."
1: Talking of Disney, yep. recasting Romeo plus Juliet as Disney characters.
0: So uh, Would you I have mean, Mickey
1: we, Mouse as uh, Romeo?
0: No, you have Kovu as Romeo and Kiara. <laughs> We've already done. We That's what this whole episode has been about. Simba is Tybalt, and also Juliet's dad somehow. It makes sense. He's probably her cousin dad. Um, yeah. I just want
1: to see Mickey Mouse gun down um, Goofy as Tibbled. But...
0: <laughs> Why do you look Goofy as Tibbled? Speaking of which, actually, because um, uh, I recognised the voice instantly this time. Obviously, I really haven't seen Lanking 2 in a long time, but when as soon as Adult Kovu started talking, I was like, that's Max Goof. That's Goofy's son. <laughs> and I looked it up and it was. He's, he plays Max Goof in a Goofy movie.
1: So Amazing. what was the budget and uh, profits of Romeo Plus Juliet, since we've already talked about the fact that we can't find anything <laughs> yeah. on
0: so the budget Simba
1: for... 2, uh, <laughs> Lion's Pride?
0: Um, budget for Romeo Plus Juliet was $14.5 million, Yeah, and the box off it was $147.5 million. It's not too bad for yeah, like... Yeah, 10 times the yeah. budget. Um, yeah, what I found for to two couldn't find anything on budget. Uh, box office, they did well. There's did no, there's no box office, but uh, DVD sales they made fourteen million and Blu-ray sales two point five million. And
1: people bought this on Blu-ray.
0: Yeah, DVD and Blu-ray. Considering it originally came out in VHS, VHS. Um, and I have no idea what the figures are for that. You know, the, these are people rebuying it after yeah, DVD lost and Blu-ray. The time. But, yeah. Um, so I feel like that's a pretty decent DVD sale for. A straight to VHS Lion King sequel.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, um, I actually used to work with a guy whose daughter's name was Kiara, and I, I did ask him one day was she named after the Lion the Lion King two, Um, assuming that the answer would be no, and the answer was yes. She was actually named after the Lion the Lion King two. I think more because he liked the name rather than like having an attachment to the film. Fair enough. Um, but that was where he had heard the the name first. I think the, I don't think she was his youngest, so maybe maybe. The older child was in the movie, I'm not sure. Right. But um, yeah. So I know someone who has a child named after the character in this movie.
1: Fair. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that whole uh Robin Williams daughter being named Zelda, Zelda yeah. And that that hypocritical lady that we were laughing about the other day. <sighs> no, I don't like her. You don't
0: we're not going to give her voice break. We don't we don't say don't say her name on our podcast. <laughs> just a very annoying person. Yeah. People can can guess who I'm talking about without yeah. without me saying any more than that. Um yeah, we're not we're not we're not going <laughs> to give,
1: give that time. We're
0: not giving her a platform. <laughs> on <our> <laughs> just just I mean for context, a person whose whole personality is going on various news sources or talk shows to be annoying and say controversial shit. Yeah. yeah. There's a few of those, I think, but people might know who we're talking about. Um, so anything else you want to touch on, or do you think we wrap it up?
1: Um, again, I just want to point out how fantastic it was seeing, um, handguns and, and firearms with like sword names. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tybalt having rapier, nine millimeter, um, uh, the uh, when they were in the in the car in the limo, and he's like, hang me my long sword," and like reaches for like, yeah, I think it was an M- uh, MP five, and the wife's like, "No, no touchy." <laughs> um, him throwing his dagger down. Yeah, it's his, it's
0: a sword, or it's a sorry, it's a gun that's his dagger on it. Yeah,
1: but yeah, just the, I think what made the for me anyway the the fascination was just the. The Christian iconography on everything. There's a
0: lot of Christian iconography. Like, Juliet's room is full of, like, shrines to Mary and candles and things. Um, And they've all got tattoos of of different, like...
1: The priest's giant crucifix, like... But it's almost like if you went to a New Zealand tattoo artist and you wanted, like, a Celtic-inspired Catholic... Crucifix on your back,
0: right?
1: Because it would just it, it had, but there's no like because, the difference between, like a a, a a by the book Christian crucifix is it's a crucifix just the the, the lowercase T, right? Um, it's a cross, a cross from where, um, <laughs> um versus when I think of a Catholic crucifix, I think. The literal oh, Jesus yeah. on the cross. Yeah, yeah. Um, so his tattoo their, didn't their, have
0: their god is a is, is a corpse nailed to a tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, As we covered in our previous those so. Yeah,
1: and how the the uh, Vikings thought of Christians. They're like they can't help us. Their god is dead. Yeah. Um, our <laughs> gods are alive. Um, yeah. The yeah the Christian iconography the Crazy, crazy modified, like customized handguns. Mm. Um, it's just, it just brought, like, what I've been talking about this entire time the sub reality up to 11. Yeah.
0: The um, fact that literally everyone had guns yeah. as well, except Juliet, I guess.
1: Yeah. But she then was...
0: she uses one at the end.
1: Yeah. Can we talk on the, the uh, ramifications of Romeo plus Juliet? When we talk about Hot Fuzz, because instead of doing Romeo and Juliet in the save production in Hot Fuzz, they do Romeo plus Juliet.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: Talking of mm-hmm. soundtracks, though, mm-hmm. the soundtrack for Romeo plus Juliet was insane at the time. Right. Because listening to it now, yeah, I remember all the songs. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure, like. That was a big thing when it became. People had more technology at home. Yeah. Um, soundtracks for movies were a big important yeah, part. Yeah,
0: but in the nineties, soundtracks were like massive.
1: Yeah, because you just went and bought yeah. the I DVD or I didn't DVD realize plus the CD
0: until we were watching this. That this is the movie that exit music for a film was written for. Yeah. Um, love me, love me. No, say
1: that's that's that. that's I know, cool. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying like. That is the Romeo plus Juliet soundtrack.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I was like, I as a teenager, I was a pretty big Radiohead fan, but I didn't know that that was the movie they wrote mm. that song for. Because um, there's a couple of Radiohead songs in the soundtrack for this thing as yeah.
1: well. Yeah. It just embodies then, like, all of that Yeah, the, yeah. You know, so With a cry boy. Yeah, exactly. The cool a couple quiet kids singing Prince.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting soundtrack. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Whereas the Lightning Two symbols pride. Well, I think it has some good songs. Um. The reason, the number one reason they didn't release it theatrically was because they thought the soundtrack didn't hold up to the original Lightning movie.
1: It's hard to bottle lightning twice. Yeah. Um. And I think Pixar have done very well. Obviously, I uh, other than the weird conspiracy timeline that is in my head. Hmm. 'Cause in cars there's a car and it's got a mattress on the roof. Who's the mattress for, Lisa? There are no people.
0: Listen, the cars there are no don't people. we can't we can't get into the cars universe. We'll Sarge is a we'll veteran. S- we'll in a save world war. it, we'll save it. Listen, we'll eventually do a cars episode. With what? I know what we're doing it with. Okay. It's on the list. We're gonna eventually now people have been spoiled. We're eventually we're gonna do a cars episode and then we can talk about your weird cars universe obsession. At that point,
1: he's a veteran of what war?
0: I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't need to know these things.
1: Okay. These are <laughs> the things that haunt my dreams.
0: For us. I mean, they, they get inside the truck, and the truck is alive. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> we can't we can't dwell on the cars universe. It'll, <clears throat> it'll drive us all insane.
1: Ha! Huh. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, folks. Um, I highly recommend Romeo Plus Juliet if you haven't seen it.
0: Do you uh, recommend liking to Simba's Bride? No. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, you can find us. If you want to find us on social media, we're on Twitter and Instagram at ittakes2 underscore pod or Facebook at Takes 2 pod and our website is ittakes 2comnz Ittakes2.co.nz.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode, and stay safe out there, and we'll catch you next time.
0: Goodbye. Hi, my name's Evan. And I'm Ian. And we're the co-hosts of a podcast called If the Shoe Fits, Star Crossed. Last season, we discussed and analyzed adaptations of the Cinderella story.
1: But this season, we're crossing them stars and doing the Romeo
0: and Juliet story. We're covering all of your favorite adaptations, including West Side Story, Nomeo and Juliet, Titanic, Lion King
1: 2, Shakespeare in Love, Romeo plus Juliet, a Leonardo
0: DiCaprio double feature. It's a little insightful.
1: And a whole lot
0: chaotic. Join us, won't you? If you oh. don't, you'll make Shakespeare real mad. And you wouldn't like Shakespeare when he's angry. I talked to Shakespeare and he was like, I'm this close to giving up my dream of becoming a writer. And you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want that. He's got a lot of promise. Find us in your podcatcher at If The Shoe Fits Starcrossed.